This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. Fucking head open. Post America Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, Richie was at a show in Trenton, New Jersey last night mm-hmm. at the championship. I was. <laughs> and Crow Mags headlined. Give a review of the show real quick before we tell what, what you. Uh, what the show was a lot of fun. A championship bar. And uh, Trenton, New Jersey. I've been there a few other times. Joe Stanley, who's sitting with us right now, was the, was, was the guy who booked the show, put it together. What's up? You got to remember, last night, Slayer was playing in Jersey. And it was two weddings with a lot of significant friends and, and family that would be attending that. So it was a rough night for that. So roll to the dice with a show. Chromax playing. You know, I love Chromax. They had Mike DeJean on the bass because Craig was uh, doing stuff with Sick of It All. And then uh, I, I caught them, and then I caught Gloves Off. And I didn't really get to see too much else because I was doing an interview with John Joseph. Interview with John Joseph. Yeah. Richie did a solo podcast. Very brave. It up. Very brave of you. <laughs> I got three glitches on the interview. It's over an hour. But while, like, you see, we got Pat Duda, we got Joe Stanley sitting You see, Chris does all the work. He's the genius. Right. So he, where he, I was sitting in his spot with John Joseph, and I was on a computer screen, it kept on saying, recording stopped. I'm like, what the fuck? Boom, hit it again. <laughs> and then, like, 30 minutes later, recording stopped. Boom. But I didn't like stop the interview, so might there might be some glitches out. That that'll be out before this one. But it's crazy, uh, man. Like Chris, you you got a good brain on you. Well, we know. Look at like, this, this head. shit. Don't Joe, look the size of my head. <laughs> this shit doesn't happen when you're uh, when you're recording. We did two nah, without you, and no. both times it was issues. <laughs> the last one I did sitting in Chris, play, I, could, I could barely hear Ray. Like his mic wasn't even on. In your defense, it might have been the Wi-Fi at the place. I wasn't even hooked up to Wi-Fi. No, no, just because they were they were complaining the Wi-Fi kept going out. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even hook up to it. I don't, I don't think it has. But yeah, I like it. I don't defense. know. I'm I trying like to help it. you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I appreciate it. But it was a cool show. I like that place. Props to Joe for booking a show like that. It's not easy. And like I said, a lot of stuff going on that night. Chromax. That's one of my favorite bands to see live. So. Yeah, great band. Yo, what's the what's the band Cancer Priests sound like? I never heard them. Like a death metal band, but the name is the one of the hardest names I ever heard. Yeah, it's uh, Dennis from uh, Iron Price oh, and uh, Dead and Buried. He's a singer, and I think uh, actually, I think one of the guys from Objections in it too. It was one of those bands that I had to keep looking at the. I couldn't read it right away. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the death death metal style. The death metal font, like Departed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, who else played on the show, Joe? Uh, was we had Defendant. They're from uh, I guess is Scranton up near here. Uh, Scranton's a little bit north of us. Yeah, about an hour north. All right, so Defendant opened. They you know they brought a decent young crowd out, and then uh, Cancer Priest, um, Gloves Off, and um, who else played Dread? They're like a new band from New Jersey. Got a lot of hype right now, and then um, Brick by Brick and Chromags. Boom. It's a good show. Solid lineup. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, the turnout was still good. You know, it wasn't what I needed, but, I mean, you know, doing shows, it's it's a gamble. 
You know, yeah. you win some, you lose some. Yeah, man. It wasn't a total loss because, um, you know, we talked about some things that are going to benefit me down the line. And then uh, Chromax actually offered to take us out on a weekend with them. Beautiful. So That's fucking great. Yeah. And so, when I mean, you say us, departed. explain. Departed. The so, band departed that we play for. Me, yeah. me and Dude out here. Um, you know, we kind of don't sound anything like Chromax, but for some reason, I actually think it could work. You know, because we're not like totally like a beatdown band. We're definitely, you know, metal influenced, but more along the lines of black metal, I think, than, uh, you know, whatever other kind of metal kids are. Yeah, you guys have like a, there's like a creepy vibe. Demonic. Underneath. I've talked to you about this before. Like there's Mm -hmm. like something... It's it's hard to put my put put a word to it, but there's like a there's a really creepy undertone when you guys are playing, and it's not just like just beat down music, or it's not just heavy, but there's something else beneath the surface that makes it way more interesting than your average very heavy band. <laughs> the, uh, it, it's hard to sound heavy and interesting, and you guys sound heavy, but you sound heavy with a purpose. They call it's, it. It's interesting. Hin- interesting. Interesting. Yes. Very. But check it out. Why are a bunch of white boys playing black metal? Is what I want to know. Oh man, we're gonna go. Joey, cultural, <laughs> cultural appropriation. You know, let the brothers do it. But when you say black metal, see, me and you probably aren't too familiar with black metal. That's what the creepiness that you're probably the vibe you're getting out of, like the you know, the, yeah, the background to their music. What would you call Behemoth? They're they're black metal. Yo, okay, Joe just started getting into them. Is so fucking dope. Yeah, I love. They're like one of my favorite bands right now. Behemoth is so dope, and it's crazy. Like I just never listened to that kind of music, and just based on like if I were to look at them, I would say there's no way I, I could ever like that band. <laughs> but hearing them, yeah, wow, uh, yeah. fucking Evan, great. Evan turned you on to them, right? Yeah, yeah. They they actually all right. So they're black metal, but they they went out of their way kind of to sound different from every other black metal band. Yeah. Even though like their appearance, uh, they're obviously they dress and their their ideology and their imagery is def- definitely that of a black metal band, but they definitely have more of like um you know riff influenced music and yeah, everything they got and um, riffs for days. They yeah, riffs whereas for- most black metal bands like Dark Throne and Dark Funeral and all that, like Mayhem, it's all just like real fast, you know, ambient sounds with like high pitched screaming whereas like behemoth do that but they also incorporate like riffs that you would hear like on a death metal album they have know? like a groove to that yeah, too there's that like too a, there's like, a, like a real solid groove they got they they like not every song but a lot of times throughout the song there'll be something that might almost sound like dare i say like a hip hop feel to it almost. come on dude as far as like the come the groove on. and the vibe yeah yeah <laughs> it has like a, it has like a soul to it it's weird wow you really like these dudes i really do a lot bohemoth behemoth and you got in a band you got pat with chris throw pat your mic there cuz pat is the eldest member of this this band departed <laughs> up, true pat? or false yeah get real close there pat get right now up. look notice Yo, notice the wiring underneath joe before you give him the seat What's going on, you guys? see the wire joe yeah. come on do it right there you go. Hold it like you. Yeah, you hold it like, that. hold it like you're holding your dick in the shower. Now, go. Pat, got, Pat was mentioned uh, an episode or two ago. Richie gave. Oh him. yeah, yeah. I, I let everybody know the this ingenious nickname I gave you. Oh jeez. And uh, Pat is known for smoking. That's basically what everybody <laughs> knows him for. He's known for. He's it. a chain smoker. <laughs> <laughs> and I developed the name Arthur Ashtray. <laughs> 
Because Arthur Ashe is a pioneer of uh, tennis. Yes. And Pat Duda is a pioneer of New Jersey hardcore. And smoking. <laughs> and, and smoking. He so, brought yeah. smoking to the next level. That's how it all fits together. When the rest of the world turned to vapes, Pat said, fuck you. <laughs> Literally. Stay in old school. How many cigarettes do you smoke a day? Yo, I actually kind of cut down a lot. Just tell the truth. All right? You, you don't have to. Less, less than a pack a day. Really? Yeah. I don't believe that. Well, in your Unless prime. You're drinking. How about in your prime? What were you doing? Uh, a pack and a half a day. Pack and a half? Yeah. That's good. That's why, really, why that doesn't even sound like that much, though. Yeah. No, if, it is. If I smoked, forget it, though. If I smoked, it would be like <laughs> yeah. four or five a day. I've yeah. been going back four or five packs for like a month. A yeah. yeah. I got a little vape. What'd you just... you... Yeah, you're vaping now? Yeah. Wow, you're not trying to stop, are you, man? What? You're not trying to stop, are you? I am. Why? You got no shot. I feel, I, mean, I, feel, no, I feel better. I feel better when I'm not smoking. Really? I do, yeah. <laughs> yep. oh. Does he allow you to uh, grab? Chris, tell him to grab the mic. Hold the mic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Does uh, Joe allow you to smoke in a van or something on the way Never. to a show? <laughs> no. We were allowed to smoke other things in the van. Even though you're the eldest Only member? oil, though. Not fire. <laughs> hmm? I figure since you're the oldest guy in the band, you get to do whatever you want. The Lord? Come on, bro. <laughs> the Lord? Uh, you don't question the Lord. <laughs> And you when, when's this? Uh, you got a seven inch coming out. Yeah, just in time for this is hardcore. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's up? What's it, any particular name? What's the name of the, the release or just four songs? What is it's it? Four songs. It's called No Redemption. No Redemption. Yeah. So um, we uh, yeah, they're all they're all brand new songs too. It's a couple of them we don't even play live yet. So yeah. Yeah. By that time, you would be playing live. Nah, I think we're going to wait till after it comes out uh, to play this one. It's hard to push new songs, right? Yeah. If, if they're not out there. Yeah, it but seems uh, like the one we're going to do a video half. for. That's yeah. the one we don't play live. The one No, the one we do that we're going to do the video for, we play live. But, I mean, we haven't played it out a whole lot. Yeah. But You have a show coming up in, in Scranton, right? Yes, yes. The Irish Wolf. Irish Wolf Pub. With uh, Dark Side NYC. Nice. Yeah. They're pretty creepy too. Yeah, that's an old band. Yeah, that's old way back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who else is playing? I think Silence Equals Death. They're a New Jersey band. Um, One Less Scumbag. I think they're from like New Hampshire. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought they're like Midwest or something for some reason. Nah, yeah, they're from New Hampshire. Um, I do a lot of their printing. Yeah. Um, Can't remember who else is playing right now. Do a lot of printing because what do you do for a living? Uh, Yeah, I do. I screen print. I run Nameless Prince. Nameless Prince. So you made a career out of hardcore. I wish I could have fucking did that. Yeah, it kind of just fell in my lap. Stuck shoving the concrete. Yeah. I I did uh, five years in the military. Um, I was a mechanic in the military. Got injured. Got out on a medical discharge. Um, Spent about a year in and out of uh, mental hospitals. (laughs) And then uh, after, after I, you know started coming to a little bit i got i got back into the mechanic industry yeah and then the injury just kept getting aggravated from it so i just screen printing kind of just fell in my lap and obviously since i had the hardcore background that's what where most of my clients with? came from uh i was army arm fourth id five years yeah and what kind of well, how'd you get injured uh it was a um we got like ambushed in um in baghdad and uh fuck we got I didn't get shot or nothing, nothing like that. But I, I crashed through this like line of cars to get out of harm's way. Mm. And I guess when I when I hit the car, I jerked my neck around funny and like a, a yeah. car accident. Pretty much, yeah. Holy well, shit! Well, 
Yeah, but I mean, I was driving like this huge Humvee, so yeah. I mean, I, I remember the tire actually going up onto the hood of the other car. Yeah, and um, but I guess I don't know. My helmet jerked my head around, and then like I didn't even feel it at the time because you know you're getting shot at, and yeah, you don't, you know, you don't. Is that why you're driving through this barricade or something? Because yeah. people are shooting at you. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. So you're. Like, I, when you said you were a mechanic, I was picturing you, like, in a garage with, like, cover, like greasy coveralls, like, fixing, <laughs> fixing home Vs or something. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so you're a mechanic, but you're out. Oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Once you deploy, once you deploy, your, your, your first MOS is always what they, I think, 11 Bravo infantry. I can't remember now. But, uh... Yeah, once you deploy, you're you're back to your original MOS, which is infantry, and so you're a soldier. Yeah, you're expected to. And then if something goes wrong with the yep. Humvee, it's it's on you. To and the thing it. is, is like even when when we first got there, like I thought, like oh yeah, I'm gonna be chilling in Kuwait, just fixing Humvees that come back. They're like, nah, you're gonna be fixing them out there. Wow, <laughs> you know? wow. So, so in the field, you might have to do. Repairs. Yeah, and I did a lot of like you know we did a lot of travel. I mean, like my unit, we didn't stay in one place for more than two weeks. Yeah. So, you know, all the traveling we did, we were bound to see something, you know. And that was Baghdad, you said? Yeah, so it was Baghdad. Iraq. Baghdad, yeah. Did you ever go to Afghanistan? No. No? No. Damn. And there's still, are there still people over in Iraq and stuff? Our guys? I don't I know. I thought we pulled out of it's there. Hard to tell. Into Afghanistan. Too, were you in Fallujah know. also? Yeah. Yeah, I was in Fallujah. I was in Tikrit. Wow, Fallujah had mad beef, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You were there for that whole yep. deal? Oh, my gosh. Yep. You know, you know where all, did the uh, where did the the accident where did that happen? That was in Baghdad. Would you call it an accident? Yeah, I call it an accident because I, I it was it was an ambush. Like they they uh, they blew up a car behind us and then caused an accident in front of us. Oh, to had try, you, like, they tried anyway. to trap us in, and you said no, sir. Yeah, well, then the the Humvee the the MPs were ahead of us. They got cut off. They circled back around and like covered us. And then yeah, we got we got out of there. Wow. Yeah. Luckily, no one, no one was injured that time. So. Damn. So when you came home, then you is that the kind of thing you replay over and over and over? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And, you know, you just you're just not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine not. You know, you're serious. always you're always on edge. You're, always you're, you're way back. different from when I first started hanging out with you. Yeah, I mean, completely, like, like completely. Different yeah, person. I mean, I'm I'm a lot better now than I was when I first came back because you know, um, they had me on all sorts of psych meds and uh, painkillers and and all sorts of stuff that I was trying to come off of too, and it was just like you know, yeah, I was a mess. <laughs> wow, man, that's to put it politely. That's a that's crazy. And the next still bothers you? Oh yeah, yeah. And that's another whole another issue, like. Uh, you know they they've had me on this painkiller for like 13 years tramadol and they put me on it because it was a non-narcotic and then 10 years later they change it to a narcotic oh <laughs> so now it's like you know a whole pain in the ass to get and um you know i started taking herbal supplements uh cbd and because that's technically i guess still illegal on the federal level the VA won't prescribe me tramadol anymore. Wow! So yeah, they gave crazy. you this thing and then took it away from right. you, right? And then, and then the worst part about it is like you know they tell me it's a non-narcotic. You can go on it. You're not gonna have you know you're not gonna have any problems. And then like you know I'm on it for 13 years, and I start weaning myself off, and I'm going through withdrawal again. 
<laughs> Holy shit, you know? man. And it's not it's not nowhere near as like the other stuff, but like you mentally, my, my mental status when I was trying to withdraw from that, like uh, me and my wife, we were on the outs, like, you know, it was it was pretty Yeah, rough. I can imagine that's like, it's like a intricate part of your life now, like, mm-hmm. Like any other thing you do during the day, and now you're taking this thing out of your life. Yeah, fucking, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, and it's like, and and the the thing is, is that like my blood test was normal. I wasn't abusing it. There was no reason for them to take me off that medication, other than, uh, basically a uh, federal law hasn't caught up with state law. You know? Right. And CBD's not even like it's non psychoactive. You don't get high off of it, like. But because it tested positive as cannabinoids, they're like, well, that could be marijuana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Does it help you, CBD? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And that's the thing. What, like, when I started taking the CBD, it cut down my tramadol use. Like, I would, they had me on it four times a day, and it cut it down to twice a day. So it was helping me, you know? Like, you, I probably shouldn't be on that drug for that long, you know, yeah, it's yeah. for that dosage either. <clears throat> You know, so it's like so. There's two medicines that you know are helping you, mm-hmm. and you can't get either of them legally. Right? That's fucking crazy. That's yeah, but that's that's the VA. You know, that's you have bad I, experience with the VA. I always hear people talking about um, the VA. Yeah, it it sucks. I'm not, really? Yeah, you go up there, you wait in hours. You know. They, they're supposed to mail you medication, takes two weeks to get to you. By the time the medication gets to you, you're better or worse, you know. Now, how is this even possible that, you know, with all the taxes we pay, all the money given to the military. <clears throat> that should be the top of the line. Yeah, should, that should be the most incredible health care available. Everybody should be sweating. They should, they, military health care should be like something to look for. Like, wow. Yeah, the template. They should be the yeah. template for all other health care yeah. systems to follow. You would think, yeah. But meanwhile, you got Pat doing time in the joint gets better health care than our own guys that were fighting on the front line. It's true. <laughs> Yo, you ever do, you ever have like any lyrically, like uh, your lyrics kind of influenced by wartime experience? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. mostly uh, when I when I was in Sicker the Most, we uh, I had some songs like that. Yeah. Um, departed, I kind of departed from that yeah yeah <laughs> um but no nah, there is a lot uh a lot of the uh like the song in our previous cd darkness takes his throne yeah that's about ptsd basically yeah and Fuck, just man. learning how to overcome it or make it work for you and i imagine really. being on a road with pat you want to kill him a lot oh my god dude you there's could been probably so get away many with times it. there's so many times i wanted to come kill him. on so many times i wanted to kill him you could probably get away with it ptdsd or whatever defense PTDSD. <laughs> that's that that's new shit. Duda. Exactly. Pat I put an extra D for Duda. <laughs> wow, poor Pat. Poor Pat. You know, sometimes, like as like a, a lyricist, I'll I'll wish and please don't no. <laughs> I don't. don't I don't mean this literally. It, Jeez, but there's certain things that I wish I could understand from like a firsthand uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Just so that I could be able to write about it without, uh, you know, c- taking creative license, as like they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily saying I wish I could be in like a war or a war zone, but like just to like know that type of 
like panic or fear or calm or whatever comes over you when you when you're confronted with that kind of situation or that kind of like reality like yeah. holy shit you must have thought you were gonna get killed right there yo uh the weird thing is is like when you're in that situation it doesn't really register yeah yeah well at least for me it didn't just I mean, everybody's different just it, to me it just moment. felt like it felt like a training exercise really wow. it, didn't, it didn't feel like anything out of the ordinary until later on when you kind of calm down and you're like holy shit yeah. yeah so i guess that's probably i guess that's good training then yeah really that's, that's the like kind of the person goal. you would that's want the goal of i mean of training is so that you just react naturally in those situations yeah it's uh but it, it depends on the person because there was people i remember there was people on base that were like the gung-ho types on base but then like once the bullets started flying they were like those you know fucking yeah. shit talkers yeah they're like you know uh, and a strong, silent type like Joe Stanley comes through in the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm the ones you got to watch out the for. The mechanic. Yeah, the mechanic. <laughs> the Yo, mechanic. isn't that a movie? It is. It should be another movie about Yo, you. Yo, you should do. You should do. What do you call those albums? Like the Wall. Like what do you? Call? A concept album. You should do a concept album called The Mechanic, beginning to end. Oh shit! Vibe and music and weird shit oh, wow. in between. Right? right. I'll produce. I want to produce. Get AU on that. Make some cool. Get him on that. Fuck yeah. All the in, be- some in cool between kind in between of vibes, sounds yeah. and shit, yeah. Hmm. The mechanic, the mechanic, kind of like the song about. I don't want to say you got swindled into joining the military, but you went in thinking it's something else. Well, yeah, you know, and then you know you could go song by beginning to end, like fuck. Mm-hmm. How would you rate your military experience? Like, would um, you would you ever caution somebody to not join the military, or would you say it was it was pretty much? what you thought it was going to be Nah, it definitely wasn't what i thought it was going to be because like you know they they promised me all sorts of education and everything when i got out which i never got in fact like you know i went uh to go get uh vocational rehab and they flat out told me because you're ptsd we're not going to send you to school what wow yep. they said we don't think you're going to do well in a classroom environment and we don't offer online classes what a smack in the fucking yeah. face fuck <laughs> Yep. So I was like, well, you know, you just made my, my monthly, you know, income go up, right? Because <laughs> at the time, I was only like 50%, you know, rated through the VA because, you know, I get, you know, they still send me a small check every month. And then, uh, you know, after that, it got boosted up to 80. Mm. So, but still, I mean, it's like, That's you know. That's fucked up, man. That's really yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Y'all, uh, we said we we're going to pay for your in- education, but we gave you PTSD. And now we can't pay for your education. It's like, yeah, you caused this thing that you're saying. You know what I mean? But now we're going to give you a little bit of money yeah. that, that barely covers rent. You've got to come up with the rest. I mean, honestly, I mean, seriously, like, it depends on the person. You know what I mean? I don't, like, I got a nephew that wanted to join. I didn't tell him not to join. I told him, you know, I told him my experiences, and I was like, you know, make up your own mind. Right. Because, uh obviously what happened to me isn't going to happen to everybody you know some people go in the military and nothing ever happens they come out get great jobs you know um other people end up like me other people end up worse than me you know like i'm actually i I think i'm pretty well off now you know like i mean i was able to like get over some stuff and and you know have a uh, a good productive life where there's other vets that don't know how to do that and they don't even know how to get the help 
you know, because they're so fucked up on whatever they're trying to use to suppress all those feelings. And they're, they're lost. You know, they're lost in the system. Like, there, there is a team that goes out and tries to find these people, but there's so many that it's, it's impossible. Yeah, you know? I would say, like, if you had... How many people were on that, that mission with you when you had your accident? Um, just in my unit, I think there was 70 people, I think. So out of 70 people, what would you estimate? How many of those people are still dealing with the incident in, um, their, in, their, in their heads? The one that I'm still in contact with is definitely worse off than me. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's still in and out of treatment centers, and it's this is going. I mean, this was back in two thousand three, mm. you know. So, so. two thousand three till now, let's say it, out of seventy people, would you think it's would would you think it's reasonable to say like maybe like twenty five, thirty of those people have problems because yeah, of that some, at least some sort of problem, yeah, because of that, yeah, mm-hmm. and some of them actually like went back like after I got out. They stayed in and went back again. So it's not like, you know, it probably doubles your chances, I guess. Yeah, so that happening again <laughs> yeah. or being in different skirmishes and things. Mm-hmm. Man, that's crazy. So, but, I mean, like I said, like, I'm, I'm not, like, you know, I mean, yeah, what happened sucks and everything, but it's a part of life. It's, it's you know, what I chose to do. Like, I can't go back and, like, erase any of it or do it over. So I got I to make the best of it. And, honestly, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, you know, whereas other people are like, you know, I think well, yeah. they said something like one in one in three homeless uh, people in Philly are veterans. Wow, Jeez, yeah, man. like that's ridiculous. That's, that's not even right, man. That's horrible. Yeah, that's embarrassing to it's the embarrassing. country. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's criminal. Yeah. And we like to we as a country we like to beef, and we don't like to look out for the dudes. Nope, it's fucked up. But like you said, you're doing good. Business owner, mm-hmm. married, child. Musician, friends, it's a success story. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. You know, I wouldn't change anything. At yeah, this point. except maybe the Duda influence. Yeah, yeah. Nah, we love Duda. He's <laughs> just chilling over there. He got a small seat, so we got to go at him. Whenever somebody's lower than you, got to bully him. You know what I mean? Oh, you must. <laughs> if it, if they only life. saw you trying to pump up that chair earlier, it would have been. Uh, it would. <laughs> and Duda himself is a legendary. New Jersey hardcore cat. I think this guy, when I was a little baby going to shows, he was there. How long you been around? Hold the mic to your mouth. Come on, look, it's all tilted. Um, probably since like 88, 87. That's old school. That's a fucking old school dude right there. I mean, I was listening to hardcore before then. Yeah. But I, I didn't start going to shows till like 87, 88. Wow. What was your first show? That's the famous question. It was actually, question. it was a, um, this band called Social Decay. From, oh, sure. Uh, Tom yeah. And uh, it was at a VFW hall, I believe. That's like a very early Jersey hardcore band. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what was the scene The scene compared to then, 80s, <clears throat> early 90s to now? I'm going to be honest with you. Now, I can't even really... Well, scene-wise, back then it was... I basically just hung out in Seaside. But like at the, We all hung out by the... There was a stage on the boardwalk. And that's where like all the punks, skinheads, hardcore kids, skaters, everyone hung out in one spot. Yeah. <clears throat> But compared to now, there's definitely more people. It's just different. <clears throat> more people now? Yeah, there's oh, more okay. people now. There was a lot of people then, but just a different different time, man. It's way different. It's not even the same. Completely. You're still having a good time with it, right? 
I love it. He loves it, the guy. See that? I don't think I'm even capable of not, like, being here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I'd want to do anything else. You couldn't be sitting home knowing this is going on? No. Nah. It would drive you I get, I, I Still, at my age, like, I when I miss stuff, I get, like, <laughs> I do. I you're, really, I really you're also a vinyl collector, right? I am, yes. I know you DJ, stuff like that. So I haven't DJed in a while, but um, I do. I have turntables. So um, how do you end up in a youthful band? <laughs> I've been friends with this guy for a while. Yeah. And I pretty much any band he's been in, I've supported and probably probably was like the fifth men- member of, of the last couple of bands he's been in. Yeah. So it was actually perfect when uh, their last bass, bass player kind of uh, was on hiatus and they asked me to join. Sure. And I had, and I and I really I didn't play an instrument in um twenty something years. Yeah? yeah, but you know what? On stage, he pre- you're very youthful. He sure looks like he's playing. Very youthful. I play stage. now, but yeah, in the beginning, yeah. like the first show when we played with you guys, my first show with, with the party was you were faking the funk at the Phoenixville uh, in Phoenixville. Yeah, at the Polish Club, and I didn't play a note. <laughs> yeah, but I jumped around like a maniac, and I had so much fun. <laughs> It was like I had so much fun. It was. I have a lot of experience with fake bass. You know, Joe as well. used to do the same thing because uh, Crutch, <laughs> Crutch's bass player used to kind of pick and choose what shows he wanted to play, and I would just go. He wouldn't even in. plug in. I wouldn't plug in, and I he would get so many would... compliments at the end of the show because he would go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's you guys all gave me compliments, and I didn't. Say, I told these guys, I'm like, yo, these guys, come on, bro. I didn't, I didn't even fucking turn on. <laughs> yeah, so many people. If you look like you're, if you look like you're bugging out, that's good enough. Yeah, I really you, was. You though. enhanced I, the whole performance for the yeah. band. It's crazy because I still move around a lot, but I'm really playing now, so I don't really. It's different. Not eh? like that. I wasn't. Yeah, I can't yeah. jump around like that. Gives you, yo, gives you like. Respect for dudes that actually bug out and play. Oh my god, yeah, like the Pete Kohler types, dude. Pete Kohler, I don't know how he does it. Me neither. I don't know how he does it. Bobby Hamble types, like how the fuck are they playing leads? He don't stop moving, Bobby. Exactly. Yo, when Bobby does the spin move and his guitar is completely flat, yeah, out sideways and it's laying Mm -hmm. flat like a table. Does a spin while he's spitting in the air like a fountain? Does he do that? Fucking yeah, they got to practice that. Like they well before he like mastered that technique, they had to practice that. Like, I would imagine, own, right? I would think so. <laughs> like in what the backyard the, and stuff. The, the I would think they the synchronized jumping. How about that? When bands do that, that's uh, that's, that's like more of like do yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. we practice it, it all the time. Nope. Sick of it all. They do jumping. They, didn't don't they synchronize? I've seen them all jump at the same time. Well, you got to remember, it's just time. part like, of a song that might call for a jump. Not even that long. Like you talking about like where to like jump, jump. Jump no, like that. no, 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 no. But as for New Jersey, who in history is Jersey's most important hardcore band? Wow. Wow. In history? And Joe, you're a Jersey native too. You live in PA now, but you're a Jersey native, correct? Right. Yep. So you're involved with the question. Feel free. Feel free. <sighs> Look at Duda. That's a serious question for There's him. There's so man. many. There really is. Okay, name a couple. Jersey never really got the the Dude. big bands that we really should have gotten, but Fury of Five is definitely probably number Very important two. Very no, Yeah, probably okay. in the top three. Okay. I'm going to say another band a lot of people probably would maybe not agree with me, but um, New Jersey Bloodline. Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say Shadow Realm. I was going to laugh. Really? <laughs> For a second. <laughs> They, they they did a lot of yeah, stuff. They did. They no, they did a lot did. of stuff. They, they got thing. around, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, you know, they're the, New Jersey Bloodline too. They got around, man. Yeah. How about a band like Mouthpiece? Important. I was actually going to say Mouthpiece. 
I mean, not if you like them or not, but just important to New Jersey hardcore. It's like yeah, they. I don't even know what they sound like, but when I think New Jersey hardcore, I think of mouthpiece. They're in my collection. We'll say yeah. that. Or, or a band collection. like Lifetime, even which I don't oh, know. Lifetime, you, yeah, Lifetime's good. Think of them as like hardcore, hardcore. Well, the background yeah, they, was the they played shows though. Was. Like they played like Lifetime played a shitload yeah. of shows. Yeah, they played with hardcore bands. One of Very my favorite yeah. Jersey hardcore bands was One for One. I played yeah, that's a good when one. they were active. I was really into one for one. I played bass one for one. one's good. Yeah, did you? for a little while. Yeah, nice. yeah, I did like a couple tours with them. I always liked them because it's like they didn't really sound like anybody in particular, but you might categorize them as old school. But you're not even sure why. Yeah, maybe because there's a slight melody in the mix somehow. But Yo, and then the they had the energy of like a straight edge band. But yeah, they that was really my total edge. sleeper band. Train, train of thought, love that band. Train, train of thought was good. Yeah. Train of thought was good. Like how many guys came out of that band? That that group of guys that did Agents of Man, yep. they're all good musicians. Yep. They all write great stuff. It's one thing, and I, I tell I tell a lot of bands, you could be the best band in the world, but if you're not playing, it, it don't, doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? It just yeah, that's true. It, it it's hard, and it's hard to play. It's hard to stay in the road and play. But there, there's some great bands out there, and they you know locally people know them, and they play the same couple you know spots, and they do great. It's getting as they get older because they never travel to the next spot. When you're older and you hit the next spot for the first time, it's kind of depressing. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't. Know. When you're younger and you hit that spot for the first time, you're like, yeah, it was the first time. We'll go and you go back again and again. It's different, but playing is key. And all the, that whole squad of agents and man dudes, maybe just their bands didn't play enough. Even that one homicidal, oh, like that band. And that's like some of those dudes. Yeah. Like it's great bands, man. Yeah, for the love of. For the love of they so are fucking dope. They are they are responsible for that type of sound that bands like Sanction and um a lot of those bands that are out now have like it was and it was like for the love of kind of like I think broke the mold with that like off time metal hardcore mm. kind of like stuff and then Martyr AD and like disembodied kind of like all like that or like disembodied I guess came first but then Martyr AD it sounds like a more polished for the love of really yeah and they'll admit that you know um, uh, what was the demo for the love of that had the Conan Conan the Barbarian dude I don't even remember remember that demo I remember so, I remember yeah but I, I don't so remember what it was called heavy it's just so heavy and then I saw them one time they played at Spanky's in Strasbourg and it was when they were starting I was to at that add like a oh yeah were you really yes do you remember they brought like a little bit of a stage with them? Well, yeah. And he had an anvil, and Did he was Cloverline banging the too? anvil with a hammer, really? like during song. Yeah, it was really wow. fucking cool. And then the next time I saw them, they had like a, it was like, uh, a uh, like a set behind them, like a castle, like it looked like a Sick. like like a something from like a, a play, like a so they had like a little play. gimmick on. Yeah, it was like a like a castle behind. Them. I don't now, know, it was since dope, you man. guys got the black metal influence, why not go up with the makeup? And yeah, get yeah, like yeah. A little, dude, huh? I'm telling you, <laughs> I know you think it sounds silly and crazy. I, I, lo- I love when you I wear the sunglasses. When I you, don't. yo, Joe, you wear sunglasses, and it's just like it makes you look like. Imagine if you wore sunglasses plus like no, evil. not at all, not at all. <laughs> But it, no, it's it makes you look like if you had a trench it, coat plus the sunglasses, it, right? it just adds like yeah. creeping. <laughs> it just keeps adding to yeah, the creepiness I'm, I, value. I, I, yeah. I'm on board. I These, say you double down on the creepiness. Those are the things that the scene needs a little a bit. A little of. bit of a yeah. light show. A little bit of a light yeah. show. Maybe some smoke. Just like not not a 
you know, not over the top, just like enough to add mm-hmm. a little seasoning <clears throat> to enhance the creepiness. Maybe a candle burning on a base. We, made, we almost made AU wear a cape or <laughs> or a cloak. Yo, he L- looks last like year, this is hard. He looks like Count Chocula. Yeah, <laughs> or Eddie Munster. <laughs> Eddie Munster with a goatee. He could totally wear a cape. He looks like the cereal box Dracula. <laughs> Yo, that you should do it, dude. A little bit of a I gimmick. Can't do it. Well, come on, what you too too hardcore cool. to do it? No, it's not even that. It's cool just, guy. It is that. Just do what you got to do for the band. Do it for the kids. Come on. You know what? Get call, call the old bass player back. Call him. Call him back. If you're not willing to cooperate, the other guy. He can't. He won't <laughs> even. Yeah, I don't even want to say. He won't even come out. He's been practicing in his cape. <clears throat> yeah, ready to go. But back to back to for the love of like they. I know uh, the guitar player John. We actually have the same last name. We used to we used to tell people we were brothers. And we actually had the whole scene like believing that we were brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> but uh, he, I mean, he's like huge into Iron Maiden and everything, so he was definitely into that stage, you know, acting and stuff like that. So that's where that, all that came from. Yeah, there's definitely a value to it when you see a like, little a good extra production like that. You know, that little yeah. bit of extra detail on the stage. It, yeah, there's definitely value. The to anvils, it. like obviously, they're their signature. Dude, the anvil is sick. Yeah. I'd yeah. like some more Bashing smoke. that thing. You can hear it over the over the, the drums and the guitar. You can yeah. hear mm-hmm. this ringing of this anvil. Like, I, I can't really wait to hear cool. that. This, they're playing this hardcore this year. So. Yeah, oh, yeah? Yeah, that. that'll yeah. be. And you guys are, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that'll be, like, Same coincide day. with the release of the 7-inch. Yep. 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 Dope. Very yep. cool. There's a and we forgot to mention E Town Concrete though. In oh, this, yo, how do in we the New that? Jersey hardcore? I love uh, E Town, but yeah, wow. I love out of New Jersey hardcore, that would be my personal favorite. E Town, out of all those bands, dude. E Town, the why we red demo, green demo, and I think Anthony is one of the most versatile frontmen as as far as the sound. He could sound hard as fuck. Yep. He could sing it with melody. He could he could pull like the low guttural screams. Almost death metalish, and he could rap like a like a brother. I would put Anthony at number one of my favorite hardcore vocalists. Really, he's number one. For do me. you know he just did a guest vocal for on I the Terror do, album? I do know that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we didn't that. talk about. We hit uh, Terror was in a studio in New Jersey in Belleville, I think. Will Putney's studio, and we heard some stuff sounded fucking great. And if we're talking about influential bands, maybe. Terra is the most influential band of Okay, let's let's go like this. You got you got the guys who influence us. They were influenced by the Bad Brains. Okay? So then the Bad Brains influenced the bands that influenced us, the Sick of It Alls, the Chromags, Agnostic Fronts. Then out of that batch, you got you got like a Madball era. You know what I mean? Highly very important. Then after Madball the most influential hardcore band to come out since that, let's say the third step, is, in my opinion, easily Terror. Of course. I yeah. mean, there's, there's no one that even compares. And their new stuff sounds like Terror turned up, more pissed off, lyrically more demented, and just like chunky and like just stopping and weird stops and it was it was i was we were getting teased because we were in there doing backup vocals so as soon as the part was over the song would stop but trust me you wanted to hear the, you wanted to hear what happened next yeah i was getting right. annoyed because i want to hear this part sounds so cool and then they they take it away yes. from you and make you double it and then they don't like and scott's vocals sounded so pissed off <clears throat> i remember one song where he was saying crack 
that was the backup vocal crack and i was like damn like i was getting like my neck my neck was like getting that thing where it like tightens up like ah. and i don't know if he's producing the whole record or what he, his role is in this but ben, what was ben cook doing there is he is he producing he's basically the like a, yeah he he's not a producer but i think he's uh a guy that they respect musically and as a friend and they brought him in some ideas because they actually stayed in the studio for a few weeks so let's say you do got a guy with a good ear you bring him in and you say oh let's you know let's have pat well not pat he doesn't have a good ear but let's say we get joe stanley in <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. and then we say yo if you got some ideas if you hear something let us know and that's i think so ben from no from warning no warning so when we were there he was running the show he was he, he took he was over back like band director yeah and uh he was telling everybody what to do he had all the lyrics because there was his, a good 20 own, heads doing back he had all so. the lyrics in his head he, yeah. he had the songs memorized you know well, i think he uh yeah he played an important part like and they respect his uh his musical ear and uh scott always teases me because i used to diss the dude all the time and uh <laughs> And he tries to like like right in front of dude like members of No Warning. He always tries, tries to start to, like tries some to bring live it up. beef. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that, Scott. You don't want to do that to the poor kid. So then later don't that start night, a live beef with Richie after the uh, the studio they played Debonair. Is that how you say yeah. it? Debonair yeah. Music Hall. Debonair Music Hall in T neck, and that which was is a, a very misleading name. Yeah, I love Debonair Music Hall. I love that place. Yo, I had it's a great I, club, but good a very food. misleading name. I don't think we're ever going to be allowed there again. I'll just say that now. I'll oh, leave no. the rest of the story out, but Ugh. I don't think me and my people will be allowed there anymore. Oof. But uh, that's why we didn't get <laughs> to play the Ramallah show, damn it. Well, <laughs> when, when did they book that? Before the terror show? Know, I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> I'm just playing. But uh, they killed it. It was the best show I've, I've seen there, and I've seen Madball there. I've seen Trapped Under Ice there. Yeah, they killed it, man. And it was like a show kind of with short notice. They sounded so good. Like I said, they're an important band to the scene, man. Well, actually, when you hit me up to ask me if I was going to that, yeah, like I remember seeing the flyer, but I was like, holy shit, that's already? It was only like a two-week notice thing because they were like, we're, we're here in North Jersey recording. The whole band's there. At the end of uh, the recording, maybe book a show. Where can we book it? And I think maybe Greg from the Mongoloids had a little something to do finding the spot. Yeah, it wasn't like super promoted, but it was a great. The word got out. It was a good turnout? Good turn, Great turnout. Wow. And... uh Great turnout and great like reaction, even from the first band. Whoever the first band had people mixing it up, hmm. and then by the time they played, it was like a frenzy. Man. Jesus Peace played that show. Also, they played right? it too. Yeah, they played right before Terror, and uh, I, heard, I just listened to a new Jesus Peace song. Yeah, I, I like good. it. I like. Yeah, it. I don't really understand that kind of music. I got to be honest, but it's you know, I like it better live than just chilling and listening to it. But it's like I guess like Code Orangeish kind of music, mm-hmm. which means like a lot of like random like stops i don't i don't even know how to describe it but maybe i'm just you know the old fella yeah i mean I, the, last, fella, the last record i bought was elvis <laughs> presley but, i mean that's how that's how fort of love was too they had like random stops yeah you know, real child i like i like smooth bounce like it mm-hmm. could be heavy but like Chris is going crazy because wow. I'm jacking them up. But then this stuff is like you can't really snap your fingers to it. I like I'm a smooth brother. You see me strutting. You know dun, how I do. Dun, dun. Yeah, and then it just then it does it again even slower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they go. Yeah, but, I, I like it though. Yeah, that's the, the direction of the scene right now is going so tremendously heavy, heavier and slower and more grueling and more relentless. So that's you know they're right in the mix. They're doing great. You know, and I just, we just, me and Joe were just talking, this band gloves off. Mm-hmm. We just heard their recording. 
They have, uh, I think, four songs, maybe, maybe more. I think it's like seven, maybe six or seven. Yo, it sounds. They got a couple they're sitting on too. Sounds great, man. It sounds sounds amazing, and the songs are, the songs are. I think it's a good mix of groove and see that new that new style of. uh, I can see them playing with all the bands we mentioned, but then I also am drawn to it because the songs are just they have they have that vibe and tone of those bands. But with something that the songs make sense to me, the way they're written, because they're fast. A lot they of them are faster. Anybody. They have fast really parts. Good, then they have, you know, yeah, they could they could really mix it up. And Cody on vocals is, I mean, he could probably do vocally. He's, you know, he's a beast. Yeah, we had yeah, him doing helping with our backups, and he was just in on point, right, right in the correct tone and pitch. He's got a growl, nasty growl. Yeah. He can hit real notes. He For can, as yeah, ugly he as he is, <laughs> he could sing. Also, very pretty. You know Can't what I mean? Judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Just don't. Uh... Cause like you come on, you look at me, you be thinking I'm singing like Michael Jackson and shit, but I can't sing like that. But I got that prettiness, baby. You heard? Yo, there's a band, <laughs> European <laughs> band called The Setup, and uh, that the, yeah, the new uh, that was a good call, Joe. Gloves off reminds me of The Setup. Yeah, really good. I think out. they were from Belgium. Really good band. There was like who was that band from like Scandinavia, Finland. Way back in around the time of the setup. Down my throat. Down my throat. If you guys are bored at home or if you guys want to ever just look into this band, Down My Throat was fucking hard, man. Yeah. Point yeah. me, bored at home. <laughs> well, well, what's so funny? No, Apparently Pat's bored at home a lot. Ah, uh, bored at home. He's been out of, he's been out of work for yeah, two I've weeks. Yeah, I've been home for like two weeks. That's because you're, you're addicted to marijuana. Get off the fucking marijuana. Get, Get your fucking ass back to work. You could have come put those lights right? in for me. You know why me and Joe work every day? Because we don't do drugs. <laughs> I know you guys want to be rock stars. You want to smoke and drink and party. Go to fucking work. And then play music later. All right, kids. <laughs> <laughs> PSA from Richard. Now, don't listen to me, y'all. If you're young, fuck everything. <clears throat> do drugs. Fuck girls. Play music. Break clubs up. Break hotels up. Crash cars and have fun. Don't be like straight edge like we did, right? <laughs> we did a lot of boring. <sighs> we well, there's a lot of times where we we were bored, where we sh- we had no excuse to be bored. I know. No we excuse. would just chill. We, if there was, a, we would find a place that had lights and stand outside till four in the morning, whistling, <laughs> just whistling. And if a car would pull up, we might try to fight with them, or when they walk into the place, talk shit, you know. And when a car drives away, throw something, you know. We'd but try if we try to make drugs. Though. If we had drugs, we we, we, we would have been the car other. pulling up. Yeah, we could have been fighting each other. Yeah. We could have been doing a lot of stuff. We were actually on the way up here talking about what we would do if we lived up here. Like, yeah. what would you do? Probably dirt start bikes. riding dirt bikes. Well, I'll tell you right now. Dirt bikes, huh? If you yeah. live up here, there's there's a lot of stuff you could take advantage of, and one is outdoor shit. The dirt bikes, you got water, like there's a ton of water parks up here. And if you live up here, you could get a season pass at a water park. So for like two hundred bucks a year, you go to the water park whenever you want, indoor, out, play games. But local people just don't seem to take any advantage of that stuff. I've been uh, for the last like three years. I've been trying to do more outside stuff. Yeah. So not so much water parks, but lakes, creeks, trails, riding bikes, running, that, that yeah. kind of stuff. And there's so much there shit. Is a I'm lot. still discovering like new shit. And they're building new trails all the time. Um, if you like being outside, there's a ton of hiking. There's like great mountains up here you can hike. You know what I learned? Like living here or if you lived in the Lower East Side, if you're in the hardcore, you end up doing the same shit. You find a click. You stick with them. You talk about music. You go to shows. You play with music. You stand. It's all the same bullshit wherever you go. Like you know, 
It's just you might have access to, you know, easier access to some shows. But when we were young up here, yo, this was, was the spot. This was like the pipeline. There were shows the right here locally, and then there were shows 40 minutes north in Scranton. Then we're not too far from Philly, and we're not too far at all from New York City and all the North Jersey shows. We used to hit the pipeline, Studio One. Pipeline. Scarlett O'Hara's fucking, uh, what, was, what else was in Allentown? The fucking one that closed down. In Allentown. You know, the fucking Joe Clark asshole owned the place. Oh, the Crocodile the Rock. Crocodile yeah. Rock. The Freight Yard. The freight, freight Yard. Freight yard. <laughs> then all, this, all the shows throughout Scranton, you know, the Mantis Green. Then uh, Cafe Metro. Was Cafe Metro. These, like Every weekend, it was three, four shows within an hour to an hour and a half. It was, and all the VFW shows, all the fucking the Wetlands, Coney Island High, all of those shows. We were, you know, this was a really good spot. Plus, right here. There were so many fucking bands. Yeah. Like right in this area from Turmoil to Option. Shift. I don't remember Shift. Shift. Yeah, remember them? Shift. Yeah? They were from this area? Yeah, shit. I don't know where they were from. Weren't they from? They played a ton of shows around here. They played around here. I know that. Yeah. yeah. Yo, there was there. a ton. There was a ton. It was, it, was, it was good for hardcore. And right now it's still, it's still good for hardcore because when you go to shows, you talk to these kids, where are they from? Oh, we, we didn't even mention Wilkes-Barre. Wilkes-Barre, which is close to here, was always a ton, like a ton of nerd bands came out of Wilkes-Barre, but they were good. You know what I mean? Like, when I, who are the nerd bands? Like, like fucking, Burial Ground. Yeah, but even like after that, like uh, the whole straight edge kind of Wilkes-Barre like dudes. Extend. War Hungry. Yeah, yeah. War Hungry. Uh, oh, that was like the newer wave. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Extend. Burial, Burial Ground was dope for its time. Or uh, a band like Title Fight. Title Fight. Uh, Cold World. Yeah, right, was Derek in Burial Ground? No, no, no. Derek was, was in a band with Joe. Cold he was in a band called In the Eyes of. In the Eyes uh, of. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Very, and, uh, really heavy band. Super. And heavy. when we say Derek, we talk about Derek, Derek Verici, Tattoo Extraordinaire, who also has a new band and is playing their first show next week in Altoona. I think the first show is uh, Erie, and we were actually, second oh, show is Altoona. Oh, oh, oh. We were supposed to play that Bushido Code. Yeah. He's like, listen, we're going to book two shows. Our two shows to start, we're going to play. First, he said Columbus and Erie. I was like, why? Do you just want nobody at your show? Like, what are you playing? <laughs> like, if this is your first show, like, why not pick the uh, hot spot and make maybe so you get some strike? The idea is they want to play a show with not a lot of pressure where they could kind of feel free to fuck up a little bit. Well, you could then, do that yeah. where we fuck up with whether there's a thousand people or two people. <laughs> they want, I think they just don't want to blow their, their uh, chance playing in front of a, no, a big you. crowd. You know what I mean? They yeah, but get, I don't know. Get comfortable on stage first. With, as old as Mike Ledet is, listen, don't fucking just jump into it, all right? Jump into the pool. All right? Don't put your toe in that motherfucker. Jump in. You ain't got much time. Is he older than Duda? No. I don't know. Nobody's no, older not. than Duda. No. Nobody's older than Nobody's Duda. Older than Duda. Maybe Jesus. Maybe uh, Stickman's older than me. No way. By, a couple, <laughs> by like five years. No, nah, he probably is. Stickman is 50 years old. Yeah. 50 fucking years old. Like, why is he still around? He's fucking go in your house. Run the plate, too. <clears throat> Go to the doctor. Yeah, not only is he still around, but he's still around, like, doing shit that 20-year-olds should be doing. Yeah. Dude, I wouldn't do those, that shit that he does with the bikes. <laughs> I wouldn't I mean, do what like, he does with the scaffolding. That's I know. I know. Downhill he's, mountain he's bike. Doing, like, extre- he's extreme. Ever. That dude is the most extreme yep. of the extreme. Yeah, he's uh, dangerous. Yeah. They imagine when he was, remember him as a young man? Oh, he scared oh the shit out of me. Psycho. Yeah. So even now, he as He scared old me so much as a kid that I... I like needed to be around him to mm-hmm. prove that I wasn't like a pussy. Oh shit! Yeah. So like yeah. he was so scary that I was always trying to just be around him and like 
just be involved in some shit that he was and in. And you guys as New Jersey dudes, you know the guy's reputation and his history. But uh, Stickman was an intimidating presence. Wild dude. You know I mean? Yeah, I witnessed Wild. a few of those uh, yeah. the stories that are legendary. <laughs> yeah, talk about a fucking loose cannon. Yo, we went to a show in Connecticut one time. Oh. And he, uh, Fury of Five, and it, it was weird. It was like Fury of Five and... It was like two hardcore bands and two like pop punk bands. Yeah, really odd lineup. I I, I don't want to say who he smacked. He was smacking everybody. His own. He was people. just smacking his people. own people. His own people. <laughs> and it was like just his own band members smacking. That's normal. Everybody. No. And it was like. But the people in Connecticut didn't find it normal. Yo, the whole everybody was like <laughs> looking at the floor or looking like you know. And he, he was just smacking Nothing wrong people, here. smacking people, yelling, and everybody is like trying to pretend like uh, it, it was like a dead silent room, yeah, like a room with a couple I, hundred people in it, and no one's talking, and one guy's yelling and smacking everybody. I was like, thinking, who would want to be in a band with this guy? Like, who would want to be in a fucking band with yeah. this dude? And then you ended up being in a band with him. <laughs> then we started box cutter. But yo, did Richie put your man in check when he had to be in check? Huh? Are you the only man that he's scared of? I'm not saying he's scared. But when what you trying to say? When he was getting fresh in the studio, were we cowering down? No, I told him straight up, (laughs) and he threw a temper tantrum. He got on his motorcycle, he zoomed away, came back 20 minutes later. I'm sorry, yo. I'm sorry. I said, all right, all right. Get back into the booth. I'll fucking spank you later. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but but yeah, I mean, I didn't want to be, but yo, he was trying to. I seen him in the studio with Fury, and, and I seen him doing some stuff that if I was in a band, I'd be like, ah, maybe you do that again. But dudes and Fury were just like, was that good? Yo, was that shit good? My shit was perfect, right? Yeah, man, it was great. In my head, I'm like, great. Like, you all out of pitch and shit. But so when Boxcutter came, if you didn't say something was great, he was getting offended. He wasn't used to it. He was like a spoiled kid that nobody ever told no because they were scared he'd have a ten- tantrum and beat their ass, you know? But that's our man. He's just crazy. I'm trying to get him to come back on. Yeah. He said he we would, but back. get on your little bicycle, pedal your ass over here, get on a fucking <laughs> podcast. He's into bicycles at 50 years old. Yeah, Dude, but do you see his bicycles? They're like, though, they're like spaceships. Yeah, they're $5,000. like a bicycle and a spaceship mixed together. Put the money in the bank for your retirement, dude. What are you doing? He's not going to retire. He ain't going to retire. He's going to die on a bike. Yeah, yeah. he's going to. He wants to die on a bike. You know what? I'm happy that he's off the motorcycles, though, because yeah. that shit is dangerous we oh, yeah. die on motorcycles man. yeah and especially he, them type he yeah he's he's an addict <laughs> and now he's addicted to these extreme shits you know what i'm saying it's just that kind of personality mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it they the addicts get into working out at a level that other people can't even relate to and you know that's i guess it could be a good thing if you put your efforts into positive things he's doing something positive yeah. i mean he to me he's such a he i i I like what he does because he's like, uh, it's usually something positive. Yeah. Motorcycles, I don't think that's a positive. No, but yeah. it's usually something that's positive, like working out or when he was like really into uh, studying the Bible. Like that for him, I that was about that. no, but for him, it was, he needed that at that time because he was going off the rails. Yeah, that he, was what he right. He did do. need it at that time. You know? I did, remember. Did he, he tell you the story? The hat. About how that all that about the hat yeah. about that happened yeah. yeah we know the hat yeah. story <laughs> don't talk about it. let him tell the hat story I'm not gonna say nothing no just... let him tell the hat story I want to tell it that's a fucking great story <laughs> I like when he tells it <laughs> yeah 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 but he now he won't take it serious though back then he was like 
you know, it was like if that didn't happen from to him, God. If that didn't happen to him at that yeah. time, I don't know if he'd be here right now. He might now. not be alive today. Because he was doing some but yo, it's crazy pretty dangerous. At fifty years old, the dude is in great then. shape. He's he's fun as hell. He's still doing his thing. And like I interviewed your man John Joseph last night, fifty six. Fifty six years shit, old. Really? He looks great. He's fifty six. He just did an Iron Man. Another one. Do that, you, well, that that's vegan, like his tenth Iron food. It could be. I mean, it must. Be, there could be something to it. And yeah, he's a vegan for the longest running vegan I've ever encountered, like thirty seven years or something. Like, wow, it's impressive, man. Give props these dudes in hardcore. Your man Stigma, sixty three years old, looks great. He does. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you had to guess his age and you never never heard of him, I would never say sixty two. 62, There's 61. no way I'd guess 63. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> nah, stay, you know, and, and the energy level. Even and, Roger. Roger. They look great. Shape for his, for his that age. makes me think. Okay, and, and Stigma's certainly no vegan. This makes me think that there's medicine in the music. Hardcore is the <laughs> element. There's medicine in the music. I really hope so. Joe Stanley, you're on medications. One free medication you get is the music. That's right. Imagine this being pulled from you. <clears throat> Pat Duda, imagine this music being pulled from you. You'd look 108 years old tomorrow. I'm going to be honest with you. We haven't played a show in like a little while. But yeah, you, you feel sick. And, and, you want and, it. And I've been sick. like, like, yo, I've been really like an asshole to everybody because oh, I'm like, free. yeah, like, yeah. I, it's yeah. like you haven't been getting pussy. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, we're playing next Saturday though. So wait. that'll. Oh my yeah. god, I playing Rhode Island sworn enemy. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that should be cool. Rhode Island is dope. I like gloves off. Come with us too. We're going to eat in Rhode Island. You got to find a good spot. That's great. Hopefully, yo, that diner. There's that vegan diner off the side of the highway. <laughs> ah, are you the only vegan in the band? Uh, yeah. So you're forced to eat a lot of vegan food? No. Oh. <laughs> no, we'll no actually, I'll go eat somewhere. He'll go eat, and he'll, he'll, go he'll eat go something else. Bar. Like, he'll go get, remember in yeah. D.C.? <laughs> yeah. So we're in D.C. and he's all hyped on this vegan spot. This is where we're going. We're not going nowhere else. Yeah, Joe. So we pull up and literally there's this awesome bar that's like under this place. So we were just under there. The yeah. Oh, really? Little vegan treats. You know what we did? Jeez, uh, sorry, we did, we when uh, me and Joe were vegetarians for a little while, off and on. But this one stretch Shout where out we to were, Rock. Well, this one stretch where we were, <laughs> we used to torture Evan, right? Oh, With yeah. where we're going to eat and like fucking make the plans we would make because he was so against it. We would make plans around vegan yeah. or vegetarian restaurants, and he would get so. And we just uh, to me, it's like I, I I didn't even want to eat this shit, but I wanted to aggravate him. <laughs> But we'll all, we'll all eat it. It's not yeah. that we no, don't like it. No, there's definitely some good no, spots. Definitely. Like, like what I make you guys today? The spicy rigatoni bolognese. Yeah, it was awesome. But a vegan version for our vegan friend. It was good. And even if you weren't coming around, I would probably use that fake meat because it's just it's when it comes to ground beef. Like that? Nah, I, you can't pack. It. I wouldn't think so. You you probably other stuff you could pack it, but you can't pack that stuff. But there are vegan meatballs you could buy that are pre-made. They're not horrible, but they're not great. But as far as the ground beef, that's a good level for chili, for tacos, for bolognese. It tastes pretty good. To, you know, it's all how you flavor it. It's just the texture. Because who's eating ground beef with no, no flavor in it? It's You know, that don't taste like none either. Right. You know? So there's options. Whenever I go to Philly, if I go to El Camino, I get the vegan wings all every time. I love those joints. Right? The fucking, uh, what are they made out of again? At El Camino Real. Satan. Yeah. yeah. So there's good vegan options. The one place in Chicago, remember that diner? Uh, yeah, it's um. Oh fuck! Yo, we should get a chicken fried steak. This place is the shit. 
chicken fried vegan chicken fried steak and, really? and a milkshake at this diner. It was like this: the chicken fried steak with fucking that that gravy over top. Wow, shit was the bomb. If you guys ever go there, even the non-vegan cats will enjoy it. He's he's on the Google. We need a I'm Google. We need a fucking big screen. I know. We say something, boom, it's on the fucking screen. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to kidnap That'll be cool. uh, young yeah. Jamie from Joe Rogan. No, nah, we got we got a young Mav. We got old Mav. From post-America. Hey, and Mav, you think you could hook up a big screen monitor right here on the wall? Well, we you know what Mav was showing show me before he got here? What? A way to go live video. Yeah? It would broadcast live while on video. Wow. And, and maybe potentially uh, file in Skype callers live. Oh, wow. shit, sync. that would be so sick. This way I could finally get that Obama interview I was waiting for, because we just can't get to D.C. <laughs> just the scheduling, scheduling. What are you doing the Rat Bones? Uh... Rat Bones is the dude that has a skateboard and no other means of travel. That's true. So it's hard to... Kind of hard to do podcasts yeah. with those kind of types of people. It's like I got to bring the whole system and, and set up on a, on a corner in New York City. <laughs> but I would love to because his stories are so great, and I actually think he's starting to go senile. He's starting to go crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. So I want to catch be a some good time to catch. Him. Yeah, I want to catch these stories before they're permanently <laughs> gone, or before he ends up in jail. <laughs> but I had I had him going in Brooklyn. The Chicago Diner is the place. Chicago it's, Diner. That's as simple as it gets. The Chicago Diner. It's a vegan diner. Shout out to our, our Chicago people. And holy shit, the food is, is. so good. Man. Like everything in the diner is vegan. Yeah, hundred yes. percent. Wow. And they have we yeah. got chicken fried steak. Yeah. Chicken so fried you know steak what that is. a vegan yeah. diner. That's the furthest thing from vegan that you could think of. It's not even a chicken. It's a steak breaded and fried. And so whatever the fucking steak product was was dope. The breading and the, the frying was crunchy. It was big as fuck. The gravy was on point. And I remember a milkshake that I thought was off the hook. Yeah. And, and that's a problem with vegan stuff to me is desserts. Like people are like, oh, this vegan cake. And the cake is like so like thick and like... Ugh. Like there's not, it's just, never, there's never like a light cake, you know, where you cut. You, you know, gotta have eggs, man. Yeah, eggs, so eggs makes but they're they're whatever they used in in place of milk for their milkshake. It, it tastes great, man. So oh, there's some vegan options out there for our people. But a lot of the desserts too are just like oversaturated with sugar. You have like, to go that route, yeah. yeah. And I I don't like sugar at all. Yeah, I don't. No, I'm just <laughs> what? Kidding. I don't put sugar in my coffee. <laughs> really? Were you a cowboy? Me neither. I don't either. Oh, just cream. Well, I put, Mr. I put Health soy milk freak over here already, smokes like, two and a half sugar. packs. He's bragging because he didn't put sugar in his coffee. Wow. Would you put tobacco in your coffee? <laughs> Sprinkle a little. The, in the there? ten years you took Maybe off your life, you just added half. two months. A little weed and a little, <laughs> little half, little, half little. weed, half tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> half and half. Jamaican style. You go to half and half. And yo, at the end of this uh, podcast, let's play a departed song. Okay. I like what, what song would you guys want us to play though? Yo, let's play the one that that uh, we don't play out yet. Oh, a new joint? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Exclusive. I like yeah, it. I got it on my phone. So. Very cool. Yeah, mail that, mail that to Baboonhead. Baboonhead will hook it up. Yo, you know, I got a lot of uh, comments about that song, my boy. The uh, last episode Omari. played a rapper. Yeah. Did they like it? Yeah. Cool. like it. But some people thought it was they probably thought Kendrick it was me. Lamar at first. Oh, I thought figured they thought it was me rapping and shit. Yo, this kid is fucking good, man. Yeah? Yo, he can sing, too. Amari, yeah. he can sing. He's a, so you he's need a hype really man? Dope, man? I think he does. He needs a good manager. You need a manager, right? I'll be his fucking flavor flav. You heard? Uh, I think he I, he's definitely got the skills, you know, yeah. and the work ethic. So hopefully he can break out of. Uh, I think he could be on stage and look like he owns a joint. It would be a little soft and timid. I saw him on stage before. He definitely needs like to play more shows and get mm-hmm. more comfortable with it. But you know, anybody can pick that up over time. Rap live kind of sucks, doesn't it? It does. 
It needs a good front man. Yeah. You got to be a good front man. You know who I saw live that was dope? Ice Cube. Yeah. He was good live. He came from like the old school though. Yeah. Where you had to play. They were all like a play group. shows. Yeah, they were like a group. You guys like rap at all or no? Yeah. Yeah. No, Pat. I, I, can watch, Very, uh, I can watch AU whenever he does something local. Does he rap or I thought he just did DJ stuff? No, he raps too. Yo, man. when I saw AU... He he played right after you your set right right yeah. played right after their set at the championship one time yeah and he yeah he raps he's basically like a one man band he's got his whole production on his on that machine whatever that thing is called yeah so he did he did like a show where he was rapping and then he would hop behind there and do like he does with the pads oh okay. play the song it was really impressive yeah he's good man. very impressive he's got what's the song with majestic the PA song. Uh, you mean King Magnetic? Yeah, no, King Magnetic. Uh, okay, uh, now that I... <laughs> uh-oh. I said he was got? the wrong... I said he was the Count Chocula on the thing, but I think he, I meant the Sesame Street. Oh, the Count. Yeah. yeah. The Count. Did he look like that or not? He looks more like the Count than Count Chocula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. Like yeah, yeah. That looks just like him, no? <laughs> I mean, AU's not purple, but... If the Count be. had facial hair... Wow, we got to do one of side-by-side joints for this. <laughs> I said Eddie Munster. I don't know if he, if Eddie Munster had a beard. Maybe, yeah, you could be right. Let me see his regular picture. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Chris is giving me the eyes. Chris has somewhere to be today. Oh, Chris, yeah. you all right? How's everything going in archaeology Chris, world? Just because the mic's not funny, don't mean you could talk. You're gonna be. He's really by the book, this guy. He's, He's really by, by the, the book. book. He's like, I don't want nothing to no do with mic, this No mic, no talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, out. thank you guys for making the ride. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having thanks us. For having us. Uh, thanks for being honest about your story and open with us. That's, that's yeah, very cool. Yeah, we got to talk more about that stuff. Yes. If you don't mind, you, know, you dig a little deep. You know what? It's it's always like, it's kind of not intimidating, but it's like, I don't, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I don't even want to ask people who I know have been through like traumatic things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So my son is really into World War Two for some reason. He just got like obsessed with World War Two. And he knows all every airplane, every every different type of rifle. He knows what all the uniforms and the insignias on a uniform mean and airplane, just everything about it, all these different battles and stuff. So he wants me to take him to a thing in January in Reading that's like a World War II, uh, like a Memorial Day where these old vets get together and they... Is there they any left? Like a, there's a few of them. They're all in their 90s, but... Wow. Dude, were so, you in World War II by any chance? Just missed it. <laughs> So he wants me to take him to this thing, and I want to take him, but I, I'm worried that in his mind it's like this cool thing. You know what I mean? Like mm. he thinks it's cool, mm. but in their mind it's probably the worst thing that ever happened to them. And I want to make sure that we're like respectful of these older men yeah. who gave gave so much. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure that it's not like a like. The kind of thing we're like, oh, that's awesome. Can I have your autograph type mm-hmm. of a thing? You know what I mean? Where he's like sweating these guys. Do you he, think he will be interested in military service? Yeah, he wants to be an army surgeon. That's what he says he wants Don't to be right now. Let me tell you, when recruiters used to call my house, my mom would rip the phone out of my hand, yell at them, and hang up on them. Really? She used to say, if you get everybody out of Vietnam, then you call my son. And she would hang up. Wow. And I used to be like, what are you, crazy? But now I look back, and she knew that they weren't treating these dudes good. You know? Yeah. 
No, I t- we've had a lot of talks about yeah. military and, and uh, he might think he's going in to be a surgeon. Next thing you know, he's in he's in behind sandbags with a machine gun. Yeah, because if you're a mechanic, you could exactly. end up in an ambush. So exactly. if you're a surgeon, yeah. I'm sure the same. thing And that was just happen. one of many stories. I'm sure he has. Yeah, because it did his neck in. You know. So I I uh, we talk about the military a lot. We talk about you know we talk about everything, but um. I want to I want to bring him to this thing because it's something that he's interested in. But I want to make sure that we have the proper level of um, respect that these gentlemen are owed. You know what I mean? No doubt. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming out. Really appreciate it. We were talking about music before. Um, Anthony had a concert the other day. His his uh, spring concert or whatever summer concert. And uh, in the program, they wrote a little thing why we teach music would you guys indulge me may i read a excerpt from this yes please read okay so uh you were talking about music being medicine and music is magic yeah remember chris's old band name medicamentus medicamentus means healing through music through music is that what it really means wow you can't just say yes so fucking nerdy by the book uh okay so it just talks about what music is and why why it's important for the kids. And then I want to read the last two paragraphs. It says, music is all these things, but most of all, music is art. It allows a human to a human being to take all of these dry, technically boring, but difficult techniques and use them to create emotion. That is one thing science cannot duplicate. Humanism, feeling, emotion, call it what you will. That is why we teach music, not because we expect our students to major in music, not because we expect them to play or sing all their life, not so they can have fun, but so they will be human, so they will recognize beauty, so they will be sensitive, so they will be closer to an infinite beyond this world, so they will have something to cling to, so they will have more love, more compassion, more gentleness, more good, in short, more life. Mm. Of what value will it be to make a prosperous living unless you know how to live? That is why we teach music. And that's the beauty of what we do, gentlemen. We're goddamn scientists. Goddamn scientists <laughs> and goddamn saints. I love that. That's great. <laughs> so thank you, guys. Post America Podcast. Send your questions, comments, complaints to postamericapodcast at gmail.com. Send us uh, whatever you want to send us on Instagram at Post America Podcast. Yeah, we appreciate the questions. Uh, Wisdom and Change. We have a new record coming out. Go check out that new song. We got uh, on my personal Instagram. I have links. We keep uh, posting up, back up on Facebook. We keep sharing links to yeah. uh, the alternative press link and to a little article about us. And let's end this with one of their songs that has nothing in common with your description of music. There's no gentleness here. There's no kindness. This is departed. There is magic. 